You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Let's get into the 2022 preview. We skipped over QB because we're going to save that towards as we get closer to the season, as we know more as a result mm. of the scrimmages. Let's pick up with defensive line, guys. And let's take a quick look at the defensive line as it stands coming out of last season into this season. We're splitting this up into two different graphics, guys. So if you don't see a name, be on the lookout for the next graphic. We're only dealing with the defensive line. Your defensive so interior end, defensive lineman. Yes. Essentially here. So your defensive end and edge rushers will be on the second graphic. So don't panic. This is interior defensive line. So returning is Zacavius Walker, Marquise Robinson, Marquise Burks, Garrison Walker, Jackson Kelly. Coming in is a lot of new faces to this room. Jeffrey Emba, Jeremiah Wright, who actually was already on the team, but moved back to this room from the offensive line room. Aniche Sledge, Morris Joseph Jr., the transfer from Memphis, Joe Frazier Jr., and Jason Jones, the transfer from Oregon. Uh, guys who are no longer with the team are Tony Fair, who exhausted his eligibility, Ian Matthews, and Nick Curtis. So when you look at you're looking at this room, and I'm seeing guys like Jason Jones, and I've heard some positive things about Morris Joseph actually uh, mm-hmm. coming out of the media. But you see guys like Jeremiah Wright. Uh, of course, we had Marquise Burks on. What's your expectation for this particular group? And and it looks like Jason Jones, who's just a just a mammoth up front, who looks like he's going to be the guy uh, that you're definitely using in 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 as a run stopper or at least to, to plug up the middle. What is your expectation for this defensive line? I'll start. I'll start with you, B. Will. Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close, uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. My expectation is that between, I'm honestly, I was thinking Kobe Whitman was going to play inside, but I, I realized we're going to, he's going to be in depending on our alignment here. But I, I wonder if they're going to be 3 4 4 3. And maybe they do both. And that really ultimately decides who gets on the field first and who gets the most snaps because there are guys who could play inside just as easily as outside. Um, I, I saw remarks that uh, Morris Joseph Jr. was as big as uh, he was. They had him playing in some and doing some rushing, even though he's a, he's a really, really big dude. So some of this is completely dependent on what do the coaches see 
what what is going to be our base and how are they going to attack each team that we play? I expect Burks to get a lot of snaps. I expect it's hard to say Jason Jones. You can't put a guy that big there if you're going to be four wide on the front. Um, I mean, you could. I mean, why why could you? But I know who's going to be on the line no matter what with their hand in the dirt. I know Kobe Wooden's going to be one of those guys. Again, that's just by default. So as we've talked about before, you got a few spots left. Who else is going to be in those spots? I don't think we see Jeffrey Inbaugh anytime soon. Maybe he gets some, some reps second half of the first couple of games, you know. Or if the Missouri games go, game goes like I think it can go. And maybe we see some of these guys in the second half of that game as well because I don't think they can hang with us physically. But hmm, it's really, really hard to assume anything, especially I haven't seen these guys. We probably know the least about the incoming guys here, uh, the guys who were just added than we do any other position group. And even the guys who returned on this list because these aren't the guys who got the bulk of the work last year. So it's really hard for me to project. If, you, if, if I had to guess, I'd say I, I think Burks is going to get some burn. Um, I think Zakevius Walker gets some burn. I think Jeremiah Wright is, as, is if he's like that, as the kids say. And Bob reports he is, and he gets some burn. Jason Jones probably gets some burn. And I don't think Morris Joseph Jr., um, they, they seem impressed with the fact that he's football ready. He's played enough football. He understands scheme. He understands how to be a professional and come out there and perform in practice. He's going to get on the field. Um, and EJ Sledge probably red shirts. Maybe he gets a couple of snaps here and there, you know, just, just for funsies. But, nah, he, he's not going to play this year. There's way too much experience in front of him. That, that's what it comes down to. There's just too much experience for, for any f- true freshman to get work with this group. Um, but I do. I expect those guys I just named. I expect the defensive line to be stout, unbelievably stout, un- unrealistically stout. The the only position group on defense I have questions about is linebacker. I have none about the how well our defensive line will perform this year. Corey Weber uh, says Lee Hunter is also gone. We actually missed that. Uh, who's, yeah, who's who's that? I don't. I'm yeah. not familiar with the name. Got it. So hmm. so. Ike, question here is, what is the potential too deep? I mean, guys, you can all chime in on this. B, you kind of already talked about it from your from your vantage point. But what is the potential too deep on the interior defensive line, in your opinion? Who do you like? Um, I mean, so I think that you're definitely going to see Jason Jones uh, in that too deep. You're definitely going to see Marquise Burks in that too deep. Marquise Burks, if you didn't know, you know, he sat down with us again, plugging some of our previous stuff on building rapport. He was having a decent season until he got hurt last year. Yeah. Um, and he is a senior leader on that defensive line. So I think that he's got a distinct possibility to get in there on that too deep. Um, the other guys that you're going to look at are going to be, or for me that I'm looking at are, are going to be Zacavius Walker and then Jeremiah Wright. Um, Listen, from the camp previous, everybody was talking about how crazy Jeremiah Wright was going on the defensive line. I think he is still just as formidable up there, and he's going to get some looks up there in the front. So um, I'd say that that's probably it it depends on what the front is going to be. Right. Like if we're going to be a, a, you know, a a three man front or a four man front. um, But I would look at those four names that I just mentioned as a likely contributors pretty routinely whether it's a three or four man front, just depending upon which technique they're playing. We got some serious depth. And so uh, a comment from Philip Coleman says, I feel that we will be a multiple front based on who Mm -hmm. we play and the game plan the coaches come up with 
Certain some teams, helpful. a 4-3 will work better than a 3-4. Mix it up to keep teams guessing. Thoughts on that, Mike? I uh, It feels like we're not talking about Zacavius Walker enough returning. Um, Marquise Burks, obviously, you know, predict these. Um, Jeffrey Embaugh is, yeah, again, man, I'm looking at Jeremiah Wright, Nietzsche Sledge, Jason Jones. This could be a really, really good group. Morris Joseph Jr., I think this might be one of the stronger groups in the SEC. So watch out for the defensive line. This should be a strength of the defense. Um, if we can be stout in the middle, if we can be stout in the middle and give the guys off the edge a chance to be great, they're going to be a real problem for people. So Jason Jones, I think, is a little underrated. Uh, he's a big, strong guy that's going to be in there, hopefully clogging up the middle with Jeffrey Emba. And, um, you know, Nietzsche Sledge coming over. Um, I just, I like, I like this group. I really like this group. I think there's a lot of talent here. Um, and again, they're in, you know, some of these guys, the guys who are returning are, again, in year two of this strength and conditioning makeover. Hopefully the guys who are coming in did not have anything they had to unlearn in that regard. So this this has a chance to be a really special group. I like them. I, I'm confident about this group. I have nothing but good expectations for the production that they're going to have on defense this year. How do you feel about this team going into like the second half of games, given the amount of guys we have who could potentially play in the interior? And obviously you want to get a deep rotation to where, you know, you're in the fourth quarter and those guys are still playing at a high level because you're just rotating bodies in. How, how, what are your thoughts on that is from the coaching staff? Uh, I don't think you have a, you can ever have enough guys if you're losing time of possession badly. That's right. true. Yeah. So um, personally, I feel better <laughs> that we'll have some guys that could maybe save it if it's going that direction. But, uh, you know, ultimately, in, under normal offensive circumstances, I feel really, really good about this group. Yeah. Under last year's, you know, situational circumstances, I wouldn't feel good about any group. Yeah. You know, I think they're good defenses have at least competent offenses aiding them on the other side of the ball so that you're not burning out, man. Football is such a taxing sport. I mean, it's a long 60 minutes on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It really is. And the shape that you have to be in to make it through a grueling 60 minutes is, you know, once a week. It's, there's a reason they only play one game a week. Right. right. It's hard on your body. It is very, very difficult on your body. So all the work they're doing this offseason is in preparation and anticipation of those 60 minutes every Saturday. But, um, you know, under normal circumstances, to answer your question, I feel good about them. But there are no circumstances under which I feel good about them if we're losing time of possession badly. So, um, you know, it's not just them. It's everybody on defense, but especially your D-line, because those guys are down there, man, just banging every play. Yeah. Yeah, to move somebody every play, uh, and it and it wears on you. We got to give them time to sit on the sideline and yuck it up with each other and play rock paper scissors and just you know <laughs> check out for a little bit before they get back into the game and have to bang heads again with the guys on the other side of the line from them. You know, I, I just hope we're not asking this group to save our season. <laughs> yeah, at the end. Yeah, I mean, if if they stay healthy they can be dominant enough to win us football games. But it's really going to come down to the health, right? If you're healthy, 
and you can just send waves of guys in there, you have a better chance. Like, we just ran out of gas in some games. Right. Mississippi right. State ran out of gas. Georgia. Uh, Georgia ran out of gas. Yeah. Alabama ran out of gas, right? And so <clears throat> you've got to not only have talented guys, but guys who you can trust to be in there in crucial situations so that you're not exhausting those guys up front. And we just, we we got thin up front in the defensive line. We were We had bodies, but they were inexperienced or not ready to play, especially the type. And again, I'll, I'll go back to this. We talked about this with the offensive line. The type of defense that you want to play, you have to have your body ready for that. The type of schemes that they want you to be able to do, like if you're if you're used to being a one tech and you've got to go do two tech stuff or three tech stuff because they're asking you to do different things, your body's got to be prepared to take on blocks differently or to shed blocks differently. Like it's just a different proposition and it's not an easy transition for every defensive lineman. Interior defensive line doesn't, just because you're a big body person doesn't mean that you can play every position on the defensive front equally right. as well. There are just some certain players like Kobe Wooden's just blessed. He can do a bunch of things on the on the defensive line, which is why you know he's listed as an edge player. But you'll see him on the interior a lot. Mm, right. um, he's just one of those guys. So it's and, and you just don't see that. I mean, it's not as common as people would like to make it seem. As it's like a guy who has been a guard his entire life on the offensive line having to shift out and play tackle. Those are. Those are two completely different skill sets. Mm -hmm. It's not just being a big guy on the line. Right. Right. So um, you you just have to be able to, like, I think when the defensive coaching staff got in here last year, they realized they had bodies, but not necessarily bodies that they could just send and do all the things they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And they were still trying to figure out what people's strengths were. Mm -hmm. They've got a better bead on these returning players. And I think that we'll see the benefits of that coming into this next season. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Here's our defensive end and edge room. Returning is, of course, Kobe Wooden, Hayden Bryce, Derek Hall, Dylan Brooks, Marcus Harris, Aku Liotta, Tabeki Okoli. Uh, added coming in is Marcus Bragg, uh, He Gone, Daniel Foster Allen, Romello Height, and T.D. Moultrie. Pro Football Focus speaks quite highly of Kobe Wooden. He's the Highest graded player from last year. Of course, they mentioned that he beefed up to make more of an interior rusher. Uh, He put on almost nearly 50 pounds since his freshman year and 15 pounds added since 2020. And the transition has paid dividends. Uh, He has improved his pass rushing grade from 69 to 80.6 as an interior defensive lineman in 2021 uh, he already has some advanced traits at his disposal with his hand usage, leverage, and strength. If he continues to get bigger while gaining more experience inside, he should only improve from his 2021 campaign that ended in him being the seventh highest graded interior player in the SEC. Are we looking at our potentially uh, our highest NFL draft pick in Colby Wooden? Like, how how special of a season do we expect this guy to, to have? 
And how special is he going to be this year, in your opinion? He's he's that guy, man. I, Kobe Wooden is probably my favorite player on this defense. I think Derek Hall is probably going to, because of the attention Kobe Wooden's going to get, Derek Hall may have the better season statistically. And will he will he he in and of himself is saying he wants to be that guy that's just going to go out there and be a menace on it for every quarterback. But I think that Kobe Wooden is probably the most talented player on that defensive front because um, he can move around so much and he can he can do so many things and he allows you to be more multiple because you can move him wherever you want to inside outside and he's going to be hard to block and able to occupy blocks if he's not the guy who's getting one-on-ones as often as possible. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. And, and exclusive TV. Yes. Joko Will Willis is at age. We just don't have him listed here, but yes, he they is still have him listed as a linebacker on the site. That's the only reason I didn't put him on there, but he technically is, has been working with the edge group. Yes. So, yeah. Mike G talk to me about, talk to me about Derek Hall. And, and this is also, he's listed as a key starter along with a Leota. But talk about Derek Hall. Uh, you had a chance to talk to him uh, recently at SEC Media Days, correct? Yeah. Uh, well, I interviewed him. So we mm-hmm. have that interview up on our channel if you want to go back and look at that. Um, you know, I spoke with Derek. Um, he's going to set the sack record this season. Derek Hall is going to set the sack record this season. So whoever holds it, you're not going to hold it for long because Derek Hall is going to hold it by December. Uh, this is a guy who has made strides physically, which is saying a lot because he was already a monster. And somehow he figured out how to get from regular monster to Loch Ness monster in one offseason. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. insane, right? Um, so coupled with Kobe Wooden and Eku on the outside, Marcus Harris, the young gun, Dylan Brooks, watch out for this kid, ton of talent. We scooped him in the Tennessee McDonald's bag sweepstakes. Uh, this is a this is a group that has a chance to do something pretty special this year. And if those guys, the other guys that we're talking about, are clogging up the middle, I expect Equiliota. What did he have? Like five sacks last season? Yeah, five or six sacks last season. Yeah, Seven, sure. I think. Oh yeah, no, I mean nine, him, nine. He had nine. He had well, nine. Equiliota didn't. No, not Equiliota. No. Yeah, Derek Hall. I Derek had nine. nine. Yeah, Derek yeah, had oh, yeah. ten according to Pro Football Focus. Okay. Oh, okay. Eku had how many? Nine. He had nine sacks? What they're showing. Now, I can look at on Auburn's site to see, but I can confirm that. Okay, all right. Hey, listen, even better. I mean, that's that's almost 20 sacks between those two guys right there. I mean, Um, you had Kobe Wooden's on top of that. Yeah, if you can build on that number, you're talking about a really special defense. Now, when your edge guys are teeing off on the quarterback, you know what position is easier to play? Defensive back. <laughs> yeah. Defensive back gets a lot easier when those guys are pummeling the quarterback. I expect Derek Hall to be doing a lot of that. Uh, you know, my signature D- Derek Hall moment from last year was against Arkansas. The strip sack in the end. Oh zone. man, KJ Jefferson. Good night, son. Derek Hall got back there, strip sacked. It was a touchdown. I think we recovered that for a touchdown. Uh just completely sucked the life out of that game in Fayetteville for Arkansas and Auburn won big going away. You don't do that without the pressure that these guys were putting on KJ. They're going to need some more of that this year because I think KJ Jefferson is going to be an improved quarterback this year. He's going to have that game circled. Fortunately, we have 
a few guys on our team that have that Arkansas game circled as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I expect a lot from this group this year. I really do. I think for Auburn to have a good season, these guys are going to have to have a good season. Yeah. Uh, the Auburn website shows seven sacks for Echo. Seven, yeah, I thought, yeah. And, oh, and okay. nine for Hall, so yeah. Okay, so those guys build on those. I mean, if those guys, let's say, turn in anywhere between 20 to 25 sacks this season, I mean, we're going to have a really special year combined. And, you know, if Derek Hall sets the sack record, single-season sack record, I mean, we're going to have one of the best defenses in the SEC. So I think Nick Fairley, I think I saw where it was 11 and a half. I guess you can round it up to 12 uh, as a sack record. So you're talking about... Four more sacks than what he had last year for Derek Hall. Yeah, here's I the mean, thing. He he said himself three, three to he, four more sacks. He said himself that he was upset at himself because he probably could have said it last year had he not missed a few that he was right there to get. So he's confident that he's going to be able to 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 close the deal this year. I'm I'm just looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, uh, these guys can get off this year. Then we're going to you know they're going to wreck some dreams, certainly. They are really going to destroy some people. Um, I think the fans should be excited about this group. Kobe Wooden, to me, is not getting talked about enough in this. Uh, and you know, the thing about being the man is, is that you don't sneak up on anybody when you're the man. So Derek Hall is that guy you game plan for now. I'm going to be interested to see if early in the season, uh, because we start with Mercer and San Jose State, if he goes nuts sacking the quarterback during those games, if by the time we get to Penn State, he's not drawing more attention on defense, on defense, allowing other guys to win their matchups and get after, get after it. That's where I, why I think Ekuliota, same thing. He could have a really special season depending on what Derek Hall does. S- similar to what happened with Derek Brown. I mean, God, by, by his senior season, he was just drawing so many double teams. Uh, you know, they were they were making whole defensive game plans for Derrick Brown. So I think that Derrick Hall is going to be that same kind of guy that you have to game plan for. And so the crazy, that, the crazy... The crazy... Still couldn't get no sack. Who's that? Never too late for Big Cast Could you imagine a third and long scenario where you have Aku on one side, Derrick Hall on the other side, and in the middle you have Marcus Harris and Colby Wooden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I'm, definitely I'm imagine that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's insane. That's just I can't I can't wait for that. I mean, yeah, I, I just I mean the game's on the line, right? And you have to make a play. I'm looking at this group and I'm just thinking, God, I see playmakers here. I yeah. see playmakers here. So this could be some this could this could be something really special. It was mentioned earlier, Ike, about the different types of of alignments that you can do defensively. Uh, are are you looking forward to seeing? You know, Harson has talked about, or it's been said that Harson runs a multiple offense. But it looks like with the personnel we got, we're going to be pretty multiple on defense as well, given certain situations. And and yeah. what can we? I mean, expect we were multiple last year defensively. Yeah. Um, I think the offensive. I mean, the, excuse me, the defensive front is going to be. Um, they're going to throw a lot of different things out there at you. I think, again, the difference this year is the staff has more guys that they're confident in about where they need to be in alignment. Um, and you saw that as the season went on that, I mean, listen, we for the early portion of the season, just off of talent alone and, and not really even understanding what they were doing half of the game, they're looking to the sideline trying to figure out what the call is. 
and we still were one of the leaders in tackles for loss last season mm-hmm. through the vast majority of the first half of the year. And right. then as the season went along, you started seeing more sacks happening because, again, it's understanding of what my responsibility is on the defense, coaches understanding where these guys' strengths are, and then your natural talent just starts to take over. Um, you know, and I expect, you know, multiple defensive fronts we're going to throw out there. I expect that we're going to be mixing up the back-end coverages as well, like how many linebackers we're going to have out there versus how many defensive backs. There's just so much opportunity for us to do that. And I said this last year before the season started, that we had a way to be able to, if you want to play ball any kind of way, we've got some sort of matchup for you. Um, and I think that that's still the case again this year, but I'm even more confident if, again, we remain healthy, we've just got a wave of bodies we can just send out there and continue to to have quality and not feel like, oh, such and such isn't in the game right now. What are we going to do? It's like, no, right. such and such is in the game. Dang, that's still a problem. Yeah. You don't get to take plays off against this defense. Yeah, realistically, this is one of the best D-lines in the SEC, which is why the you're not going to make a bowl game predictions shock me. Mm-hmm. This defense right. arguably got better since last year. With right. the additions of Jason Jones and some of these other guys, we're not talking about defensive backs, but, you know, uh, uh, the, the other kid from Oregon – and uh, DJ James, and I mean mm-hmm. the the guys that we've added on defense. I'm I'm shocked that people completely overlooked everything that this defense did last year. And stretches the amount of scoreless quarters that they turned in, right? Where they just didn't let anybody score. But right. again, we were losing time of possession, so it looked great in some games, and it didn't look so great in other games. Okay. But. Uh, I expect to see them attack a lot more this year. I asked that question uh, of Harson at Media Days. He said, you know, it's not that we didn't attack, but, you know, we're going to show multiple fronts and we're going to do some things, uh, dynamic things on defense. And I expect to see you. I mean, you just don't have Derek Hall and Ekuliota out there and not get after the quarterback. Right. I think I think that's a mistake. Right. You turn Derek Hall loose and you let him draw double teams or whatever so that those other guys can be great. Sure. You know, it's it's crazy. Like, Derek Hall could have a really, really not-so-good season on paper, but we're going to know he's great because one of these other guys is going to go nuts right. while everybody is trying to stop him. You know? Yeah. You know if, I'm, if I'm Derek Hall, the worst mistake you can make is leave me one-on-one with anybody. He's going to be anybody. He's going to win any one-on-one matchup you put in front of him. But we have other guys who can do that, too, in that group that we just showed. So it's like, I mean, who do you double team? I mean, do you right. double team Kobe? And, do you double that's team where the, Hall? Do you? That's exactly where the problem exists, <laughs> yes, is yes. that you've yeah. got to have stellar offensive line play where guys can take on one-on-one matchups and win consistently. Like, you're going to mm-hmm. win a rep every now and then. But can you win through the course of an entire game when we're just sending – Derek Hall, Ekuliota, Kobe Wooden, Marcus Harris, Jeremiah Wright, Scavius Walker, and I can just keep rattling off names. Marcus Bragg, we haven't even talked about him. That dude's a freaking unit out there. Jeffrey Emba, as he starts to get better with his technique, he's just raw athleticism coming downhill against you um, on the on the defensive line. Um, <clears throat> the We talked about the kid from um, Memphis, Morris Joseph Jr. Mm-hmm. Like They just talk about his effort and his leverage that he brings along the interior defense. Like, th- there's just a bunch of guys. And so, yeah, who do you double-team? I don't even know the answer to that. Right. Yeah. Like, 
right. maybe you double team Jason Jones, but that's kind of what we want you to do is let the big guy go out there and occupy people so that our linebackers can run free. Yeah. And if we're going to be aggressive defensively, we've got speed at linebacker. We haven't even talked about the linebacker group, but I mean, they said they say um, the kid from North uh, Carolina that we got, Eugene Desante, Desante mm-hmm. yeah. they say he can run. Yeah. Like they said that he can run like Papo can run. Right. Wesley Steiner, they fast. Yeah, I mean, listen, if they can be assignment sound and maybe not over pursue, uh, because when you have good pass rushers, they'll let you get after it, and then they'll sneak in some stupid screens yeah. and yeah. some of the QB draws yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Just let you rush up field, right? Type yeah. Of stuff. yeah. If we can be, if we can play smart football and they can be assignment sound, they can really do some damage this year. That I th- we saw it not in sm- not even in small spurts last year. We saw it in long stretches last year. Right? It failed at key times because this team was trying to you know get all the gus out of them. But you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, it was in there, and we can't over. We can't look at the bad and not acknowledge the good. Yeah, I think I don't. I don't think you can just disregard all the things that they accomplished on defense last year. If if they had not played to the level they played last year, it could have been a much worse season. Right? You could attack probably. I mean, think about think about it. The defense had not played after at Ole Miss. We didn't score. We scored three points after halftime. Three points after halftime. That's realistically, if your defense is not playing up the par, that could have been an epic breakdown. Yeah, right. it could have been Mississippi State <laughs> all over again. Yeah, I mean, uh, we could have got, we would have gotten demoralized against Bama in the Iron Bowl, right? Completely run off the field. Instead, uh, they gave us hope just to snatch it from the jaws of victory. But like, <laughs> if they can improve, if they improve, if they're just even a little better than last year. And the scheme is a little better, and everything moves up. They can have a really, really special season. Combine that with marginal improvements on the other side of the ball, and the whole Auburn isn't going to make a bowl game narrative is going to look real stupid by week six. Oh man, I can't, I can't wait to do a special yeah, on that. Yeah, by fun. week six, I mean, <laughs> I was doing it with Ike today. I was like, bookmark. I'm bookmarking this tweet. I'm bookmarking that tweet. I'm coming back. I'm giving everybody the smoke. And about in about eight weeks, I'm giving everybody a lot of smoke. And so. you set the bar so low that you get this smoke pretty easily. At so. five games, I'm, I'm you're just probably I'm getting it. Yeah. Yeah, by, by, by early in October, you're getting. You're probably getting yeah. that smoke after sure. they win five games. I'm not going to stop talking until Western Kentucky. No, because because we're going because we're going to beat them, and then we're going to make a bowl game. And if you said we weren't going to make a bowl game, then you have no clue what you're talking about. So right. if we start six and zero. I'm telling you, I'm going to be the worst person on Twitter. Yeah, uh, second worst. I'm going to be an a hole to a <laughs> lot of people. If we beat Georgia at Georgia for the first time in what twenty something years? When's the, last, when's the last time we beat Georgia at Georgia? Brandon Cox was our quarterback in yeah, 2000. Year before last one. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't longer than the LSU drought, but yeah. Right. So yeah, if they if they they're, they're going to win a game that nobody expects us to win, same as they did last year. Mm. Yeah. Come on, man. This is Arkansas's best team in how long? Right. We ran them off the field. Yeah. This was Ole Miss's best team in how long? <laughs> Since Hugh Freeze, we ran them off the field too. <laughs> so it, the, the idea that we're going to get worse with this D-line, with Equiliota and Derek Hall, and, and, and one of these young guys, I'm telling you, is going to surprise somebody this year. I would not be surprised to see Dylan Brooks get in in garbage time and show everybody why he's the next coming. Right, so watch out for these guys.